Hello, everyone. Um, this is Michelle. Um, with me, as always, is Diana, and this is Wine, Women, and Words. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Um, this is Michelle. Um, with okay. Then that happened. Then that happened. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Hello. <laughs> we have taken a, a small hiatus. Um, adulting kind of snuck up on us as it tends to do, unfortunately. Yeah. Can you hear but. that? I'm sorry. <laughs> so annoying when that happens. Yes, kids won't calm down. I know. But they got to bed early and quickly mm. today. So it was very nice. Yes, mine right now are fighting over a toy. So that's why you hear the growling in the background over here for me. I can kind of hear it a little bit. It's cute. Yeah, they're both stubborn. Dachshunds are stubborn dogs, so. I know. I want one, but I don't want one at the same time. I would wait until Landon is a little bit older. Yeah. Once yeah, he's maybe about think. Lily's age, maybe a little bit older than Lily. Then I would get one. Yeah. We want to wait until we have a house, not not renting. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so we have um, some exciting things coming up ourselves. Diana is counting down to her vacation in Fiji. Yes, I can't wait. So she, we will have a uh, guest host with us next week. Another one of our girlfriends will be standing in for Diana while she's gone. And we will try not to... Everything oh, that is wonderful about Diana. Yes. That's, that's actually the theme of the episode next week. Is everything that's wonderful about Diana. Let's just <laughs> say like that till later. I love it. And I'm not weird. I'm just sitting directly under a vent, so that's why it looks like it's, you know, winter out here. But it's freaking cold. <laughs> so anyway, mm -hmm. we have some some exciting things happening in the literary world. Some people may have noticed that a little book recently came out um, called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, for the... Uh, Uninformed, shall we say? It is a unwashed. Would the unwashed be the better, better uh, word for this? Yeah. So it is a script, people. It's not an actual book. It's a script of a play. So it's not going to go into as much detail as a book does. And it's written in script form. I've been reading a lot of articles about how people are upset that it's a script and they feel like they were cheated by J.K. Rowling. Oh, and it's not even written by her, is it? It's written oh. by somebody else, right? Or she she has a hand in this. She had a hand in it. I don't really know how much of a part she played. Mm -hmm. But um, to, to be honest, that um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is the book of the month for August. Mm -hmm. uh, I read it in about six hours. Oh, good. Um, and, I mean, I I love Harry Potter. I'm probably not 
like a diehard Harry Potter fan, but I do love it. And I couldn't tell that anyone else really had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying that the characters don't feel the same, but another thing to remember is it's 19 years later. So all of the characters are grown up. They're parents now. They have careers. So, of course, you know, their attitudes are going to change. They're not going to be the same people that you knew in the last book. And it's understandable because when um, you're not the same person you were 19 years ago, I sure as hell am not the same person I was 19 years ago. And I'm sure the people who are reading it and trolling um, the comment threads on it are not the same people they were 19 years ago. Unless I'm an 18-year-old goofball. (laughs) But Unless still. they weren't alive 19 years ago. Then. <laughs> exactly. But it's just, that's the way things are in life, and that's the way things are and should be in literature. Characters grow. They change. Sometimes yeah. for the best, sometimes for the worst. And given that the book came out on Saturday, I think, the 30th it came out? No, it was the 31st. Only the 3rd. I got it on the 1st. It came in the mail. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of people haven't had the chance to read it yet. Mm -hmm. So we will move on to the wonderful topic of spoilers. And wonderful books, books with wonderful plot twists. That's the official theme, but we're also, because we're talking plot twists, the subject of spoilers comes up. And we have Mm -hmm. turned into a society that treats, in a lot of ways we treat spoilers like, um, like the like the like an and like the n word or the f word, it's 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 That's a horrible pretty, thing. Pretty, I don't know what the word is comparison, but people for, for book lovers are going to a special place of hell, just like people who talk in the theaters, and that is according to the Good Shepherd from Serenity. <laughs> I just. I read an article. Well, I didn't read the article, but I saw the post on Facebook, and it was maybe the day after mm-hmm. I got the book. So this was Tuesday, I think. And it was eight questions we have after reading Harry Potter and the Christian Child. And in there, you know how you can share something, and then you write your little blurb on top of it? Mm-hmm. They wrote something that kind of confirmed a pretty big reveal in the plot. Mm. And, you know, I understand that, you know, you want to talk about the book, but out of respect, I feel like you should give give readers at least a week to read it because mm. not everyone was able to stand there at midnight and wait for the book to come out. And you should have spoilers, like the Nerdist, when they're talking about spoilery things. They have, they're really great about posting in big, bold spoilers. If you continue to scroll down, you will reach spoilers at your own risk. Mm-hmm. And I've done that for my blog posts, and I leave big gaps because sometimes you have that window where it shares pieces of the article mm-hmm. um, when you share it on Twitter or Facebook. And you don't want to necessarily have that happen. You want people to have the option of being able to open up your article, knowing either having read or watched said movie or have, or, you know, 
one not choosing not to because they don't want to have it spoiled again. They'll come back to it later. You've got to be tactful about it when you're writing an article. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it didn't give away so much that it ruined the book for me, but it – and, and I, I don't want to say something that <laughs> – that if, you know, people go and read it and they're like, oh, this is what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of, like, provided too much information. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, spoilers. It's and they can ruin a show, too. And sometimes, you know, when we share things, you know, it's, it's one thing if you're sharing it and you don't think it's a spoiler. Like, I accidentally shared something from Once Upon a Time, what the new plot line was going to be because – the Once Upon a Time page shared it, and mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be a spoiler. But another friend got really, really mad at me because she hadn't watched the episode yet, and she didn't know that was going to be the next plot thing that was coming up on Once Upon a Time, and I did not live it down for a month. <laughs> so, I mean, it happens accidentally sometimes, and other times it's just it's just blatantly people not wanting to think about other people. Yeah. Like with you, with you watch The Bachelorette. Yeah. I watch MasterChef. And the problem with us on the West Coast is that people on the East Coast don't take into consideration a lot of them. I can't say, you know, all of them. But there's numbers of them who don't take into consideration that we get things last. Every yeah. time, no matter what. So it aired three hours. You know, when it aired for you, it was like 5 o'clock. We were just coming home from work. We can't watch it at the same time y'all can on the East Coast. Or even in Texas. Like, I got on Facebook one time to, you know, because at the time, my husband was deployed. And that's how we communicated was through Facebook. And I got on there to talk to him before MasterChef had even aired. Oh, no. On my uh, Facebook or my TV, and this guy that I was friends with on Facebook at the time, he was deleted shortly thereafter, posted who the winner was. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not watching the finale. And I even commented, well, I guess I don't get to watch the finale now. And there wasn't even an apology from him. It was a, And you can't say don't go on Facebook then because, you know what, I have the right to go on Facebook whenever I am well pleased. Well, I feel like you should at least, for TV shows, you should at least give, like, a 48-hour grace period. Yeah. Not everyone can watch it the day of. Some mm-hmm. people some people like me. I don't have cable. I watch things on Hulu and Netflix. Stop your sister. Sorry. <laughs> I've got a very rowdy puppy who seems to think that her sister is a chew toy. And she's No, she's not, ironically. And her ears don't detach. What the hell is the matter with her? <laughs> She's just so taking I, away all the fun. I know. I'm a horrible mommy. So now I have to pull her away and calm her down. So if you see me struggling like this here and there, that's because I'm holding down a puppy to keep her calm for a minute. It's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, so to anyway. you, it's not, to me, it's they're, they're little monsters. <laughs> True. <laughs> so anyways, you were saying... The moral of the story is, now, I don't get as upset about TV shows, but if someone ruins a book for me, oh, that is, that's, 
almost unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> especially a book that I'm looking forward to. Well, that's one of the reasons why I, one of the many reasons why I stopped reading Game of Thrones. Oh. Was because you cannot discuss the book without somebody freaking out over, um, over the over somebody dying. Like, oh my God, somebody's going to die. You're going to tell me spoilers, and it's going to be all ruined for me. So you couldn't actually discuss the books with people. Hmm. And because you couldn't, any plot point that you talked was like, oh my God, spoiler. And I read like up to the third or fourth book before I quit. Or no, fourth book, I think it was. And it changes every time a series comes up, comes up in our discussions. <laughs> like, fourth, fifth, third, fifth. I read um, all of them. Yeah, sure. I'm writing the next one. You're writing the next one? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and all for this once, once just live. Everybody, yep. everyone gets along. Happy ending. Yay. No one. Dies. And the villagers rejoice. Mm-hmm. But this guy was like, he was pushing me. He's like, so and so dies, doesn't he? He dies, doesn't he? And he, he wouldn't let go. And finally, I was like, yeah, he dies. And he's like, oh, you spoiled it for me. You ruined it. And I was like, well, guess what? It's George R. R. Martin. Everybody dies. It's like Shakespeare. There are no happy endings. Yes, there are. The comedies are happy endings. Well, okay. The tragedies are not. Everyone dies in They're Shakespeare. They're tragedies. They're life. That is true. So, with our spoilers, um, we have moved on to um, which books have the best plot twists. Now, we're not going to give away this, any spoilers in this. We're going to discuss our plot twist choices. Yes. Yeah, you're. I was thinking about that. I was like, I can't. I was thinking about that while I was making my list. I'm like, how am I going to talk about how awesome this plot twist is without saying what happens? We're going to have to be like, um, you know, the book. This book is great. Just trust us and read this book for the plot twist. Take our word for it. Mm -hmm. Make sure you had. The kids playing around, getting in, in your face while you were doing your podcast. Yeah, this is my turn. <laughs> you're, you're, normally my dogs are asleep when we're doing the podcast and just chilling and playing on their own. And today they've decided that it, they have to play on top of me. So Because they know you're leaving in three days. Yes, I guess so. So. So I'll start. Okay. Um, these are actually... Um, for the most part, these are books that I've read recently, but, um, I've just gotten, I've gotten into last month. I read a lot of historical fiction. I wonder wonder why. (laughs) Um, and then I also, and and then the past couple weeks, I've really gotten back into thrillers because I forgot how much I loved them. And, um, the first one on my list is called The Silent Sister by Diane Chamberlain. And it's basically, it's about this woman whose father passes away and she goes back to his house to, you know, pack up his things and settle all of his affairs and go through his belongings. And she finds out that she had an older sister that kill who killed herself um when she was very very young so she doesn't really remember her and after she died her parents never talked about her so she didn't actually know that she really existed 
And the story is kind of about how she, hold on, I have to read the back of the book to see if it says something, because if it says something, <laughs> then I'm allowed to say it. Um, okay, it does. So she finds out that the sister who supposedly kills herself is actually alive. Hmm. So, and she's been living under a new identity for like 30 years, um, has been hiding out. So she starts to try to track down her sister and um, huge, like multiple plot twists, one after another. But the last one, like I was sitting there reading and I was just punching Rich in the arm as I would come up to things. <laughs> oh my God, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> it's really good. Like, really. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm not good at guessing the endings. So I'm always surprised. So I don't know if, if it's like an obvious thing that some people are like, Oh, I guess that at the beginning, but it took me completely by surprise. <laughs> Your turn. My turn? Okay. Well, the first one that's on my list, which is another recent one, we're going to have a couple that are, um, for me, they're going to be recent and they're going to be past, but uh, The Memory Painter. Oh, I love that book. Love that book. Um, this one had so many twists and turns that right as soon as I figured something out, there was like a whole nother set of mysteries for me to figure out. And what I thought was going to be the case ended up not being the case. And she was so good at just weaving this labyrinth of twists. It was it was great. She was really good at, about that. And that was a really great plot twisty book. That was actually that's a good one. Um, because yeah, the the whole time I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. I know who <laughs> you know. I know who's who. I know what's going on. No, you don't. No. But um, I just read that one in within 24 hours. It was one of those cases where I was reviewing it for um, the blog tour for a blog tour that I was doing, and I thought I had a, another week to read it, and I didn't. And so I was like, "Crap! I've got to start reading this." Well, you know, I'll do the best I can to read it before you know finish as much as I can before I have to review it. And then I ended up staying up until one o'clock in the morning reading the book. <laughs> it needs to be a sequel. And from your lips to the author's ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another, my next selection is, um, it's called Heartsick by Chelsea Kane. And the first thing that I loved about this book is the dedication that the author put. She put, um, I don't remember his name, but um, it's for so-and-so um, who loved me even after reading this book. Aww. And it's about, um, it's a detective novel, so it's following a, you know, a murder investigation. And it flashes back and forth. Um, the detective is Archie Sheridan. And he is responsible for capturing a notorious serial killer 
by the name of Gretchen Lowell, I think her last name was. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was actually also her, hit her last victim. She almost killed him. Mm. So it flashes back and forth between his time with her mm -hmm. when she had him prisoner and what she was doing to him and his current um, murder investigation. Mm -hmm. So now this one, the plot twist, it's not as, uh, as obvious, but it kind of, it's the first book in a series, which I didn't realize when I was reading it, but it laid some killer, if you'll excuse the pun, um, <laughs> um, groundwork for the next book. Mm -hmm. But you don't realize like what's going on until the very end. And once you realize it, you realize how evil this woman is. Because the whole time I'm like, not that bad. I mean, she's twisted and sick and evil, but like, I mean, I've read worse serial killers. <laughs> but no, she's she's twisted. Mm. Yes, she is. I was, <laughs> I was impressed. My next one that's on my list is um, the Lemoncholy Life of Annie Astor. There's just certain books that you read that just become you and become endeared to you that they're just so just sweet and stuff. And I've talked about this book a couple times. Um, this one has some very it has a couple plot twists, and they're not like oh my god in your face crime thriller plot twists. They are somewhat sudden kind of. <gasps> I didn't realize that they were connected this way kind of plot twists. Um, and it's just a very sweet, very, okay, you know, makes you heart, your heart happy that the plot twisted. I remember you telling me about that. Is that the one about the two guys? Well, it's not necessarily about them. They're in it where you have that, the gay romance that is just mm -hmm. um, swoon worthy, swoon -worthy. very swoon worthy. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. We might have to, I, I have that on my list. And now that I've gotten like really back into reading where as soon as the kids are asleep, I'm sitting down with a book. I can get through books a lot quicker. This one's not, it's a kind of a fast read. It's not really um, heavy duty, really thick kind of read. I think, I really do think you'd like it. We might have to make it, um, I might have to pick it for one of our books. We can do that. Yeah. As you guys seem to notice, we end up picking books that I've already read and for my months. And Michelle's months, we end up picking books that I have yet to read. Like this month is a Harry Potter book. I haven't read that yet. Next it's month is a, is a Semper Sonnet, which I did read. And I have, I want to read the book that I'm reading right now, which is awesome. Um, it's called The Last Days of Magic. And it's totally like, it's all souls meets Outlander, meets, um, what was the other one that I said? It was All Souls meets Outlander, meets, um... um thinking, practical Women's Guide to... Thinking oh, Women's right. Guide to Practical Magic, or something right. like that. Meets that one, with, a like, a, a dash of Poison Study. Mmm. Sounds um, like a wonderful recipe. It's, ugh, 
it, I've only read like a couple chapters, but it's all about the um, the fairy lore in Ireland. Uh-huh. So all the you know mystical, the pixies and the fairies, and it's all real, of course, uh-huh. in the book. Uh-huh. Um, right now, it's flashing back to the. Um, it's called Middle Kingdom. That's what the, the fairy world is called. So, but it's all based on like um, the actual myths and legends. So it's their actual names, which I can't pronounce. And um, but there's a ton of actual Irish history in there also. Mm. It's just really good. But I want to read that first before I read Sempers on it because I have to give it back to the library. Um, December, all summer sonnet is our September book, so you got plenty of time to read that. That's true. I'm actually ahead of the game for once, which is really enjoyable. Wow. Mm hmm. I'm slightly jealous. It's pretty awesome. Usually it's flipped around. Yeah, yeah. I'm just bogged down with so many books that I've got on my reading list. Um, and then books that I've picked, so I mean, I can't really complain too much, but I've got this long list because I have a 10 hour flight and therefore I must bring a whole library with me. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Girls got to keep herself entertained somehow. True story. <laughs> and speaking of Semper Sonnet, that one has a lot of great plot twists. That's I'm really excited to read that one. Yes, I am too. And in September, we're going to have the author here with us. Also so excited about that one. We will be pre-recording that one yes. instead of going live because clearly technology does not like me. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. So, I'm the tech girl for this podcast, so I mean, you're not allowed to take vacations. <laughs> Don't worry. I took my one vacation and, and that was it for like the next 10 years, so we're good. <laughs> um, my, is it my turn? Yes, it is your turn. My next book is called Reconstructing Amelia by Kimberly McCrate. Now, this one, this is in my little thrillers category. A lot um, of these are going to be thrillers, I, think. I have a feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, they have the best plot twists. Yeah. <sighs> um, this one, I, I read an article on, I think it was like Book Riot on Facebook. And it was books that you would like if you liked um, Gone Girl. Mm. And I loved Gone Girl. The movie was good. The book was way better. And, um, like, just twisted and evil and wonderful. But um, this was one of – this one and actually Heartsick were both on the list. And mm. uh, Reconstructing Amelia is – about a woman who finds out that her daughter jumped off the roof of her school and killed herself, her 15-year-old daughter. And then a couple days later, um, or a few days after her funeral, she gets a text message from a blocked number saying Amelia didn't jump. Mm. So um, it's all about, you know, the it's told from three different points of view. It's or timelines, I guess. The first timeline is the mom investigating with the uh, detective to find out what happened. 
then it flashes back to Amelia's point of view for the, from the months leading up to her death. And then it's uh, also a, a little bit from the mom's point of view way back when she first found out that she was pregnant. Hmm. And I mean, it's like, it's mean girls meets or like gossip girl. Cause there's also a, the school has an unsanctioned, like a uh, gossip newsletter mm. e-blast that goes out and like, you know, saying who slept with who and who's stealing what. And it's very gossip girl, but it's wonderful. Like the mm-hmm. end is just, I mean, clearly it, it's really good. Mm. Well, my next book for the list is The Lace Reader. And um, I'm not sure if you've, I don't think you've read this one. It doesn't sound familiar. I read it quite a while ago, and it's a book that's always stuck with me. Um, This woman, she moves back to, um, I want to say it's Salem, Massachusetts, but it's a little town in the northeast. And she comes from um, a line of women who are able to do fortune telling uh, by reading lace. And she, um, it's her, her mom uh, dies and she comes back and she moves back in and she has a, um, you know, she has a brother and then she has a cousin that she looked really, really, or no, I'm sorry, a sister. She was very, very, looked a lot alike. And the sister has died at some point in the past. And it's her tracing her steps back, sorting through her history to figure out what actually happened. And so it's a quite a good book. And it's really plot twisty and really dark and just, a, but yet yeah, also has a bit of a moral on it. It's a good book. That, is that like a, a thing, reading Lace? I mean, like historically? So, yeah, I think it is historically. Um, I don't know offhand fully, but. Ow. Um, so I, I totally broke my toe today. I was telling Diana about this. I had my 10 month or almost 10 month old in my lap and we slid down a slide together and I misjudged the length of the slide and jammed my foot straight into a pole at the end of the slide and broke my toe and it really hurts <laughs> and it's all swollen. We're going to give you lots of chocolate and put you up on ice. I know. But it just feels like, you know when your toes crack, like when the joints pop? Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like I need to do that really bad. <laughs> yeah. But, but don't. Anyway. <laughs> um, the next one is one that I know Diana wasn't a fan of, but I thought it was very good. It is The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. I don't know what it was. I have, it wasn't that one that actually, it was Gone Girl. I tried reading it, couldn't get into it. It's just, some books just never jive with, the, mm-hmm. with you. And that was just, that was it for me. And I didn't bother reading uh, Girl on the Train because I figured if I really didn't like the the author's style in that first book, then I wasn't going to like the second book. Now, 
did you know that they are by two different authors? No, I thought they were the same author. Nope. Oh, well, then that's a horse with a different color. <laughs> um, Gone Girl is Jillian Flynn, and uh, The Girl on the Train is Paula Hawkins. Oh. Hmm. So you might like it. I might. I, I might have to go back and if I run out of reading material while I'm in Fiji, I might have to go read it. Because you need, um, when you're in a tropical location and there's going to be, you need to have a mystery book in hand while the tropical rains are coming down. you got to oh, have Absolutely. Something. Yes. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, the Girl on the Train. Now, the movie is coming out October 7th, and Emily Blunt plays uh, Rachel, who... Girls on the Train? Yeah. She is okay. the girl on the train. Okay. Um, the whole thing is this girl rides the same train into the city every day on her way to work. And she she doesn't become obsessed, but she sees the same house. They, they stop at the same stop every day, and there's this one house. And she sees this couple, and she kind of, like, starts looking out for them. And she, you know, names them because she doesn't know who they are. So, you know, she names them and imagines what kind of life they live. And then she sees something one day. And the next thing you know, the girl with a wife is missing. And then a few days later, they find her body. So it becomes, she goes from a missing persons to a um, murder investigation. Um, I don't like the main character in this book. Hmm. Um, but that didn't stop me from liking the book itself. It's a really good story. Um, Rachel is a raging alcoholic hmm. in the book, and she gets, like, blackout drunk. And so that also plays into the storyline because there are chunks of time missing, and she doesn't know what happened. And... Because she's a drunk, she's not a reliable witness, so the police don't believe anything. Oh, I love those narrators who, are, um, who aren't reliable, the unreliable narrator. Yeah. Yes. So, so you you would probably really like it. I probably would. Um, and the end is like once everything, because there's like a bunch of puzzle pieces going around, and there's one chapter where they all just fall into place. Love that. And, once they all fall into place, it's like, oh, oh my god! <laughs> so I love that. I, that lace, the lace reader was like that, where everything just seemed to fall into place um, right at the end. Um, and and oh, lemon Collie life technically was like that too. So you should check it out. You might like it. Well, I've got one that it should be on your list that I know you have read. Oh, what is it? The Rook. <sighs> I love The Rook. <laughs> Has book two come out yet? I can't remember. I haven't checked, but but I should. Yeah, because The Rook was a really, really good book. Um, lots of plot twists. It's a really good... It's kind of fantasy and kind of murder mystery. But it's not so fantasy that you... Just if you're not into fantasy and sci-fi, that you won't like it. It's not some murder mystery. That if you're not into thrillers, that you won't like it. 
it's, it's good. It's a good mix. It is. It's And the characters, this author took a lot of time to build his world. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. I mean, he had the entire history of mm-hmm. of the agency. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, and basically the basic premise is that this girl, she works for an agency, and it's kind of born identity-esque where she wakes up and she knows nothing. And so we're finding out about this world as she does and what her role is in this world. And it's all like, I would say, yeah, I would say the born identity with like James Bond with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I think that is an excellent analogy. I'm very much into like these combination descriptions. Yeah, yeah. Because it gives you the recipe because it's like, okay, I like this, I like this, and I like that. So it combines I like these things all together. And sometimes it's like, okay, I like this, but I don't like that. But, okay, maybe I can give it a try. You can see a very good idea. Yeah. And, by the way, um, if anyone reads these books or has read them, please tweet us because we love freaking out over books that we have both read. I I had no one reading Reconstructing Amelia with me. And I hit one plot twist, and I was freaking out so much, I tweeted the author. <laughs> because I had because to freak out do. with someone. You do. Sometimes you gotta. It was funny, though. She's very responsive on Twitter, so it was fun to interact with her a little bit. Hmm. Um, my last book is actually one that I read a long time ago, but... Um, it's probably one of my favorite reveals mm-hmm. of all time. And it's uh, Violets Are Blue by James Patterson. Um, it's an Alex Cross book for anyone who reads James Patterson. It's an Alex Cross, uh, the next book in the Alex Cross series. And um, I think after this one, Alex Cross, he stopped writing Alex Cross for a long time and then um, a few years ago, he brought him back. But um, this, there is a serial killer called the Mastermind, and um, Violets Are Blue is the second part of like a little two part, two book series within Alex Cross. Mm-hmm. Roses Are Red is, is the first one, Violets Are Blue is the second one. And he catches the Mastermind. But finding out who the mastermind is, is just like, I remember, I don't remember where I was when I read it, but I remember being like, oh my God, that's the mastermind. And it's just, it's really good. And James Patterson, he, his style of writing, he has super short chapters and every single chapter ends on like a cliffhanger. It's not necessarily a huge cliffhanger, but it's enough to make you want to keep going. So it, it's really easy to read his books. And that's one of the things you should do with that makes good chapters and good writing is either your chapter either has to finish a scene or it has to leave the, the reader wanting more. Mm-hmm. And you got to find that right balance for that. 
Yeah, I think he's figured it out because it's always it's definitely cliffhanger for him. He never he never wraps up a chapter like nice neat. It's always like what happens next? And for thrillers, you kind of have to be that way. Yeah. You got because you got to keep them going. You got to keep that suspense. You got to have them go. Oh my god, I got to keep reading this. I got to find out if my character's gonna live or not. Mm -hmm. So my don't mind me as I adjust because I apparently have ADD tonight. <laughs> I have just two more books on the list since Michelle said that was her last one. Um, my last two are basically anything by um, Patricia Briggs. Her Mercy Thompson series and her Alpha and Omega series. Um, lots and lots of twists. Really great urban fantasy. Um, very twisty. There's always a mystery that or trouble that they have to get out of. And it's, it's good. Very good twisty books. And then my last one is Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. Oh, I love that book. It's a great book. And it's a novella, so it's nice and short. And it's just so twisty. Even to the all the way to the end, it's a twisty little book. You have to lower your screen. I only oh, see, sorry. <laughs> I see this, this from you. This new fantastic new eyebrows. Yes, folks, I do get um, waxed. Um, <laughs> I have a wonderful, I have wonderful wax that I go to because it's all about getting those eyebrows waxed, so I don't look like Chewbacca. So the time <laughs> So those are all of my books. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I want to go back already and reread The Memory Painter. Mm, yes, and me too. We might have I'm, to make that one of our books for the month so that we have a, you know, I don't want to say excuse to go back and reread the book, but, you know, we're making ourselves do it. We're forcing ourselves to do it. Right. If we have to. I mean, yeah. you know, it's such an inconvenience. <sighs> I know. And so this month is Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who wants to weigh in, you can always tweet us. I'll, I'll always post our Twitter information. Mm -hmm. um, Diana, of course, has her blog, Creating Her Story. Yep. Um, that has the um, articles about women in history, as mm -hmm. well as her book reviews. And I basically build my reading list off of Diana's book reviews. So if anyone ever goes, oh, I really want to read a book, but I don't know what I want to read. Check out her blog because. <laughs> she, or my Goodreads. My Goodreads. Because oh, even if I haven't reviewed something on the blog itself, I'm sure. Last count, I had like 300 something books that I've read. I, was I, watching, I just went to my Goodreads page and I was like, I should really update this. I've read way more books than this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, follow me on, on Goodreads. Um, follow the blog. I'm going to actually be posting a series of books, um, what books I'm actually packing for my vacation, because, let's face it, packing books are just as important, if not more important, than packing clothes for vacation. Agreed. Yes. And I've got a spotlight of a book on there right now. Um my spotlight basically means that I have not finished reading the book before the review has come up, really. Um, so this one I had to do a spotlight on. And, um, yeah, and then I'm going to have at least, I've been meaning to get more history, 
women's history on there, more bios on there. I just haven't done it in like a month or two. So I keep pushing myself to try to do one. There's one that I'm really, really itching to do. Um, and I'm going to get her on there hopefully this week before I go. And then even though I'm going to be gone next week, touch base on the blog because I'm going to have a guest post. Ooh. Uh, somebody holding down the fort for me while I'm gone. Um, so yeah, so come in and check that out. And I think you'll like it. Michelle has, um, or actually it's going to be dealing with kids and history. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Yes. Well, I'll keep an eye out for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I've never mentioned it. I also have a blog, definitely not as established as Diana's. Um, one day I'll include the link and tell you guys all about it. But, uh, this lady right here is like the queen blogger in my eyes. So, <laughs> so one day I'll, I'll let you guys in on, on my little project, but it's, it's, it's a really great little project that, you know, I think you should keep up with. This is fun. You're great with the blogs too. I try. <laughs> I, I blog when the kids are asleep and, and that's the like way my, it is. Yeah. yeah. I blog. Um, I blog when you know the, my dogs are asleep. No, <laughs> basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I blog when I'm not supposed to, when I'm you know not working or on my lunch break. Right. It's never during business hours ever. Never, never, never. never. Mm -mm. I'm a very, very good employee. Absolutely. You never, never. text me during during work never. days. Never. No, I would never give <laughs> such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as I said, Diana will be away from us next week because she'll be drinking a tropical drink with a little umbrella in it. Absolutely. Um, I'll be drinking one for each and every one of you, um, all different separate ones. So check Instagram to see all the different ones I drink. Make me proud. I will. Um, but we will, uh, we will have a guest speaker. Well, not speaker, guest co-host, I guess. And I think um, we really love her. She's a lot of fun. Has great chemistry. Almost yeah. as funny as me. Almost. 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 We don't want to get carried away now. Um, but definitely come back. I believe next week we're doing Bad Guys We Love to Hate. Oh, I am so jealous. I well, might we can come up with a substitute if you want to do that one. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. I can, I'm allowed to be jealous because you guys get to be jealous of me on my vacation. So you guys get to do something fun and awesome like that. And yeah, it's only fair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, I think that's it for this evening. But um, as always, comment, join in. We would love to hear from you guys. We have a Facebook page now. We do. Yes, it Diana is. made one. Yes, it's Wine, Women, and Words um, on Facebook. So definitely go check it out. I post silly memes, and we'll be posting links to this on there, and it'll be great. Yes, and I'll include all the links, all the books of as usual. So mm -hmm. check us out. Yeah. I well enjoy your vacation. Post lots of pictures, and know that I will be hating you a little bit. And okay. I say that with love. And I will be hitting you a little bit for the blog topic that you guys have. So 
Love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye.